This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. It is Bryce and Ren here, co-founders of Equity Mates Media, and we're here to announce our IPO. That's right. Equity Mates' initial party offering is here. FinFest is coming. We're calling all bulls, bears, and party animals. The market's closed, the bar is open, and we're trading ideas at Australia's biggest investing festival. With expert speakers, special guests, DJs, and booze, it's an inspiring and empowering event for investors of any level of experience. So save the date, 15th of October, 2022. Head to equitymates.com slash FinFest to register your interest today. Equitymates FinFest is powered by Stake. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equity Mates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own Now time. you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing. In this podcast, we cover all the basics you need to start your investing journey. Are you joining us for the very first time? Is this the start of your investing journey? Well, before you dive into this episode with us, our feed is designed to go from the very beginning. So we strongly recommend that you scroll up and start at episode one. But of course, if you are feeling brave and want to just dive in, don't let us stop you. Here at GSI, we unpack all the jargon and the confusing bits. We hear your investing stories with the goal of making investing less intimidating. And we want to have a good time along the way. My name is Bryce. And as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. Great to be with you for another episode. Uh, I should say... In the intro, in a very long intro, you say scroll back to the start. I think this episode in particular will be relevant for people who are at the very beginning of their investing journey because we've been speaking to a number of beginner investors recently, those that are just getting started or Mm -hmm. maybe haven't even got started yet but want to. Mm -hmm. And it got us thinking about what we were like when we were beginner investors. Yeah. Well, in the grand scheme of things, that wasn't too long well, ago. Well, for me, it wasn't too long ago. Uh, I'm still in my 20s and <laughs> I started investing holding. in my 20s. Barely so you do the maths. Uh, for you, I mean, Half you, my life. you started investing when you were what, six? No, no, 12. No, a bit older. Yeah, about yeah. 12 or 15. But like for that. this episode, we're going to say uh, we've called it three things we wish we knew when we were getting started. Yeah. We're not going to make you put yourself in the mind of 12-year-old Bryce Lesky. No. That's probably a dangerous <laughs> place to be. <laughs> um, but we're going to think about you know when we were living together in Canberra, when I was learning about investing, when we were both trying to figure it out, what we wish we knew. 
And it's not going to be the generic stuff. Yeah, I was just going to say, we've done stuff like this before and it's yeah. the whole, oh, it's easier than you think and all those ones. You yeah, don't, you yeah, don't yeah. need a lot of ETFs money. exist. ETFs, like yeah. don't invest in Slater and Gordon and lose your money. <laughs> like we've covered that. We've covered that um, ground, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. we have chosen, we've got three. They're, they're going beyond the, the cliche ones and there's nothing wrong with all of those uh, examples that we gave. They are all things that we did wish we know, knew. So, Ren, before we crack into uh, the three, there is some housekeeping and a reminder that there is plenty to listen to in the Equity Mates Media Network. We've got You're In Good Company, Comedian V Economist, Talk Money To Me, Crypto Curious, Equity Mates Investing Podcast, of course, and uh, the late Meet, Pay, Love and the latest show, uh, The Dive, Ren. That's it. Uh, three times a week, we will be bringing you one big news story, one business news story, Broken down, no jargon, well explained, with a bit of fun along the way. So head over to The Dive, head over to any of those shows. There's plenty of content coming out. But Bryce, let's uh, get into this episode. What are the three things that we wish we knew? The first one is that you don't have to pick a side. The second is the difference between right and wrong isn't the difference between making and losing money. Looking forward to unpacking this one. And the third is to invest. You don't have to be an investor. Nice. So some ones that we have- And that's the episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> so let's start with the top one, Ren, and that is you don't have to pick a side. If the media was to be believed, yes. investing is a very adversarial game. Meaning? Bull versus bear, yep. value versus growth, active v passive, Bryce v Ren, <laughs> chess v custodial, uh, ethical v non-ethical, yeah. do you believe in Bitcoin or not, yeah. is value investing dead or not? Everything is so binary in investing and everything is so adversarial. There's so much conflict and mm. it's like as a young investor, I got swept up in that and I think a lot of investors do. What of all of these debates, of all of these issues, I need to understand it and then I need to decide what side I'm on. And you don't. No, you don't have to be a value or a growth investor. You can be both. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to choose active or passive. You can take both. Yeah. yeah. And I think we've spoken to plenty of experts along the way who have a bias towards one, but definitely encompass values and strategies from from many of the different types of investing and I think about one we spoke on equity mates a couple of weeks ago and he was a, a value investor but speaking about some of the growth stocks that we've all been investing in over the last five years so mm. trying to pigeonhole yourself into one or the other early on and trying to understand it it's um, too overwhelming and unnecessary. Yeah, the unnecessary point is the important one there because it feels like a lot of these things are debates that you have to understand and get to the right answer to to then really be an investor and especially for me thinking back to those early days when we were living in Canberra value v growth for me was one that I spent a lot of mental energy looking back unnecessary mental energy trying to figure out which side of the debate was right you'd be reading books about Warren Buffett's early days and you know value investing and trying to buy a stock for less than it was it was worth and then you'd read about growth investors and you know you'd 
come across people that have were early on tech and stuff like that and you'd be like oh well, what's the next growth industry and i remember at that time we were then looking at you know like china, china and yeah, yeah. you know the blackmores and the a2 milks yeah, that yeah. were like these big growth stories in australia and you know there were these two conflicting philosophies and i think i spent a lot of that time trying to figure out what was the right one and where i sat on it and looking back it's like there's merit to both and you don't have to figure out where you sit on all these debates because a lot of these debates are kind of sideshows to what really matters. Yeah, exactly. You just want to make cash. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter how it's made, I think. Anyway, I, I, I completely agree. I, early on, it was, I was very influenced by Buffett. And then there was the Joel Greenblatt book um, that we read and a bunch of other books that sort of try and talk you through their process. But there's so much more that goes into mm. it than, than what they write in a book. And so even just doing a, a filter or a screen online and finding companies that do match a bunch of ratios, it's kind of like then what? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, you don't have to pick a side. And I think, you know, today in our Facebook group, Chess V Custodial gets a massive... Uh, a lot of people expend a lot of energy having that argument in our Facebook group and beyond. That isn't what matters. Mm. No. Make a decision that's right for you and then move on and focus on what matters. You don't have to pick a side in every debate yeah. in finance. Well, I guess quickly to close this this one out, what what if someone's sitting there feeling like they're in, in this moment right now and reading value versus growth and trying to understand which is best for them, what is the way out of this? What what would if we were to have our time again? How would we avoid this? I think, and, and this is easy to say and hard to do, but it's like think about what matters. All you are trying to do is make investments that will make you cash, as you mm. eloquently said. <laughs> and there's clearly like you can look at professional investors and you can see that people have made money from both value and growth and or you can look at the active investing v passive investing debate and you can look at that and you see well people have made money in both ways and so really like that's not a variable that will determine whether you make money or not yeah yeah, yeah agreed i think it's just Pe yeah. keep a very open mind and and don't feel like you need to pigeonhole yeah, yeah yeah and like it's easy it's easy for us to say with hindsight i don't know if we would have got through to 21 year old bryce and alec but well that's why we're doing this yeah we're trying to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're trying to help all of those out there so the second one ren is the difference between right and wrong isn't the difference between making and losing money so let's unpack the first half the difference between right and wrong in terms of what a right and wrong investment thesis yeah yeah, like, you know, is is this going to be a good investment or is this asset class going to do better than this one? Is property going to do better than stocks? Is mm. bonds going to do better than gold? Or, you know, is a particular company uh, going to do well? Yeah. When I started investing, it was like I thought I had to be right and if I wasn't right, I would lose money. Yes. But what I've subsequently learned is that historically – and, you know, history isn't a guarantee of future. Uh, but historically, most investment assets have had a bias for going up. Yes. So you look at the property market, you look at the stock market, you look at the price of gold, you look at like just because of, you know, there's a bunch of reasons why, but, um, you know, the economy gets more productive, people have more money, inflation, like markets, assets have a bias that trend upwards over time. Yep. 
so when you read about investors being right or wrong, that doesn't mean that they made or lose money. Mm. It generally means did they outperform the average or not? Yeah. And in the stock market, the average has been like 7 or 8% a year. For Australia's property market, the average has probably been like, I don't know, 30% <laughs> a year Too or much. something. Too much. I guess what I've learned over time is that plenty of people that are wrong uh, still make money. And they may not make as much money as they will. They don't make as much money as they would have made. They don't make as much money as the average person made. But a lot of times they make more money than they would have got from their 0.25% interest in their savings account. Yeah. Yeah. We've spoken to some of the guys from Magellan on uh, Equimates Investing before and they have been they've been criticised a lot in the media for, I guess, being wrong on China m- amongst a few things. Yeah. But them being wrong, they still earn like 9% returns a year. Yeah. That's that's being catastrophically wrong in the investing game. <laughs> yeah. so, like so, to give it a, a like a I guess a clear example, it's like you're saying, you know, if you were to choose and make a a bet on Uber or Lyft being the number one passenger carrier or whatever they are, ride share, and you've taken the bet on Lyft, both could go up in price. Uh, but Lyft might not perform anywhere near as well as Uber and not perform as well as the market. You've still made money. Yeah. But it's... um Tough example because both <laughs> of those stocks are down a lot. Yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, they yeah, both yeah. But you know what I mean. Like yeah. you didn't choose the, the winning horse, but you haven't lost money on the Uber, on the Lyft investment. Yeah. Well, you have in, Don't in love reality. Don't love Yeah. <laughs> but you know so what I mean. That's probably the second part of this is that you definitely can lose money. Like Slater and Gordon, I was wrong and I lost all of my money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but it's not a it's not a black or white as black or white as if you're wrong you lose out. It's not the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you bought a house in the wrong suburb in Australia in the last fifteen years, chances are that rising tide still lifted your boat, even though other boats were lifted on a tidal wave mm. a lot more. Mm. So yeah, I think for me, it's been a big learning that just investment markets have a bias to trend upwards over time. Mm. And that and that's why passive investing works. That's why you can just index invest and it just ticks along in the background. Yeah, one of my biggest sort of learnings from this is was understanding the benchmark and that everything is measured against that market return, not mm. not to zero, as you said, and then feeling comfortable then that actually taking that market return and the benchmark is just absolutely fine. Yeah. And it's incredibly hard I, I to think- outperform over a long period. I think a simpler way to uh, to label this rule would have been an average. The average isn't zero. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like the average is still heading in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really good. The return, an average return. Yeah. <laughs> over yeah. a long period of time. They shouldn't call it the average return. I guess that's why they call it benchmark sometimes. True. Yeah. Because average, it's like, especially in Australia, it's got like a negative connotation. It's like, oh, I feel pretty average. Yeah, it's pretty average. Yeah. yeah. But average in investing is like average. <laughs> <laughs> and for those listening, Ren just put two thumbs up. <laughs> All right. Well, before we jump into the final one, uh, we're just going to take a very quick break to hear from our sponsors. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So, and the final one is one that I think we've spoken about in some form or, or another, plenty of times. But to invest, you don't have to be an investor. Yes. Yeah, how good. How I good. remember speaking to one of my favourite guests we've ever had. And if you if you haven't listened, um, go over and check out both Your Own Good Company, she was on Your Own Good Company, and Equity Mates Investing Podcast, Emma Fisher. Mm. She works for Early Funds and um, she made it very clear that uh, you don't need a degree in finance. In fact, I'm pretty sure she said... If she could tell her younger self something or advice to her younger self, it would be that you don't need a finance degree, something along those lines to, to be a successful investor. There you go. And I was just like, wow, well, if she, if she can do it, so can we. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's your take on this one? I, I'm just now thinking that we can achieve Emma Fisher levels of success. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty, Look, yeah. I think uh, if you asked 20-year-old Bryson Wren, uh, what it took to be an investor, we probably would have started with you know Warren Buffett sitting in his room reading 500 pages a day. At the very least, we would have thought about some investment bankers in Sydney and chucked on some RM Williams and Chinos and. Um, <laughs> That's what we wear. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we're we're fi- we're in finance. Well, we're not. In, we're, <laughs> no, we're, we're not. finance adjacent we're now. <laughs> we're finance adjacent. <laughs> But everyone has these ideas of what it takes to be an investor, both in terms of like, mainly in terms of the work that you have to do. Mm. Like I have to read so much and I I guess I have to subscribe to the AFR and I have to... Get the calculator Yeah, yeah, yeah. And while we were at uni, the idea that we we could have just put a little bit of money into the market and then gone on with our lives probably would have led to a... Even more fun uni experience. Yeah, big time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I would have cancelled the AFR subscription. <laughs> probably wouldn't I was have made. You had one at uni. Probably wouldn't have made the mistake and invested in Slater and Gordon. True. I don't know if we actually had one or is that Chrome plugin? Do you remember that? Yeah, I was going to say because isn't it the most expensive paper <laughs> in the world? It was the Chrome plugin. It was now the that Chrome I think plugin, about it, which was awesome. No longer exists. AFR. If you're listening, we now do subscribe. Yeah. we do we do but it was so much uh yeah i I agree and it was so much um yeah there was a lot of kind of noise at the time and in our heads of what it would take to be an investor and i think um being able to have blocked that out earlier and understood that you don't need all of that stuff you don't need to understand all the ratios you don't need to feel like you have that strategy in place would have helped a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we wouldn't have been like downloading PDFs of company reports and like trying to read through them and make heads or tails <laughs> of them. <laughs> what are we doing now? I don't know. Not that, that's for sure. <laughs> um, and, you know, like uh, we celebrate an investor like Buffett who reads 500 pages a day <laughs> and I think we should celebrate the real investors, so the next generation of 21-year-old Bryce's and Wren's 
aren't wasting their unis trying to read annual reports. <laughs> no, they're doing 500 TikToks a day. True. <laughs> um, you know, the investors that take a percentage of their salary and dollar cost average in or add 4% to their super um, above what their employer pays and then get gets on with their day. Like that's just as much investing as, as Warren Buffett is. Um, and so I think it's an important learning that like investing, investing is a skill like driving is a skill and it can fit into your life however you want it to, but it's just an important skill to have. Crucial life skill, I would say. Just as important as driving. And just as people get ridiculed, debatable. If, if, what, which is you going to say? Which is more important? Investing. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. okay. I don't think you're going to need to learn know how to drive in the future. Okay. <laughs> I mean, sure, sure. Driving. All right, we'll say if you had to choose one or the other, I think uh, driving is not going to set you up for life. I feel like this is the stuff we clip and then we put on social media. <laughs> yeah. Put it on TikTok and then see what people say. Driving or investing, which yeah, is more important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, look. Let's let's compromise and say it is at least as important. Maybe in the future it will be more important. Investing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure. Let's. let's <laughs> sure, we'll meet in the middle. <laughs> um, but yeah, look. I think um, looking back, we could have really saved ourselves some time and some angst, some noise and some mistakes. Yeah. If we had just understood what you needed to know and then what was us trying to pretend to be something that we weren't. Yeah, and I think I think all three of them, you don't have to pick a side. A lot of noise in picking sides. The difference between right and wrong isn't the difference between making and losing money. And to invest, you don't have to be an investor. The industry for a long time has constantly thrown a lot of jargon and, and noise and stuff out there one could, I guess, cynically say to confuse the the mums and dads and the the Rens and Bryces so that we would give our money to professionals. And some could say some that's could not say, what we're saying. That's not what but we're some saying. could but say some could say that. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with giving money to the professionals. In, in no, in fact, there's a lot right with giving money to professionals, but there's a, even more right with having the investing skills to ask the hard the questions, right questions and to know what the professionals are doing. Exactly. Because we've heard some horror stories. If it's right for you, you should see a professional, but you should go in armed with the knowledge that 21-year-old Bryson Wren did not have. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So I hope we've been able to, I guess, clarify a, a couple of misunderstandings or, or points that we felt sort of confused us or, or made us more uh, nervous and overwhelmed than we should have The thing been. was, though, at the time, we weren't really nervous. True. And <laughs> we didn't think we were overwhelmed. We just didn't realise what yeah, we didn't know. True. It could, have been a, it could have been smoother sailing. I would have lost less money. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I would have lost so much less money. But there's also nothing wrong with losing money. Better, You're going to lose money. Better to lose money then, I think, because we would have probably pissed that money away some other way. True. Let's not, talk about, <laughs> let's not talk about how. But anyway, um, if you have uh, some key takeaways or lessons that you've learnt, uh, we'd love to hear them. Send it in to our, our email, contact at equitymates.com. And as we said at the top of the show, there's plenty of content at Equitymates Media. The Dive Daily is our three times a week business news show. You're in good company, CVE, Comedian V Economist, Talk Money to Me, uh, Get Started Investing is this one, of course. Equity Mates Investing Podcast and Meet Pay Love. Go and check them out. Crypto Curious as well. So plenty going on. Hit us up, equitymates.com as well. 
you can catch all the transcripts, videos of all the episodes that we do. But Ren, great to chat and we can pick it up next week. Sounds good. Get Started Investing is a product of Equity Bates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Get Started Investing are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Get Started Investing acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.